We've all been in the position where we've dreaded having a conversation. Yes, that bellyache that comes with the anticipation is awful. But as leaders and employers, we've had practice getting through conversations that require a little courage and grace and kindness. So that is what we're talking about today. Let's do it. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. Okay, I can't wait to talk about this thing. Okay, what's it called? The verbena. Mm-hmm. It sounds like um, a beautiful plant. It is a beautiful plant, turns out. Um, oh. Yeah, so verbena leaves, of course, it you know smell nice and lemon, lemony and lovely, and I've never had them in a cocktail before, so this is exciting. Um, so you're using six lemon verbena leaves in this, but that's not even the cool part. Mm-hmm. This cocktail is so weird. We've got, okay, so the verbena leaves, ginger syrup, tequila, this yuzu calamansi jeepers, I can't even say it. Yuzu calamansi sour mix. You try. What is that? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, and then the garnish is this Szechuan button, and we are going to call out Lily on um, Render's team over there for finding this ridiculously strange and cool thing. So t- what happens? What happens? Okay, okay. So <laughs> the drink is fantastic. Everybody got to check it out. But um, this. This little Szechuan button, it's a, it looks, it's just a little flower and you can. It looks like a pom-pom. Yeah. And you eat it and it does bananas things in your mouth. It, it, it like, it makes your mouth buzzy and it feels a little bit like pop rocks or champagne or. Tingly. Tingly. And um, then it changes how you perceive flavor, which is also crazy. Yes. And so it's just this fun, crazy edible flower that does all kinds of crazy stuff to your your anatomy and I love it. And so that's kind of what makes this drink. Yes. Ooh. It's all of the push and pull that courageous conversations require. Now that was an impressive transition, friend. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, check this check this one out. Um get get on our website and look at this one and Google this stuff because it's so much fun and you're going to want it in your repertoire this summer. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm avoiding the courageous conversation by talking up the drink a lot. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. Be brave. <laughs> I can do it. First, Karen, give me a couple of examples of what we mean here. Oh, you know, if I think back to my childhood, it starts with like being honest that you lied or, um, or, you know, you did something wrong or you wanted to break up with somebody, but you just knew that that was going to be rotten. But I think it plays out even as in adulthood as, you know, having to tell one on yourself or to clean up a mess that you made, you know, with, with someone or, um, you know, as employers, we have to have conversations about, um, you know, we need different performance in our in our team members. And those are hard conversations to have. I think this is just my supposition, but I think we don't like making people feel bad. And so we end up making ourselves feel bad to avoid making others feel bad, I think. Yeah. And we do, you get the ulcer. And, you know, I have a, I have a story that I will always remember. I was probably on my first job out of college, for a couple of years um, and built a brochure, trifold brochure. But when it got printed, 5,000 copies later, whole bunch of paper, um, I transposed two of the um, panels. It looked right on screen, but when it folded, it folded backward. 
Mm. So that didn't get caught until after it was printed and delivered. And in our world, a big printed mistake that was expensive costs an agency a ton of profit. And our um, leader was very upset. And he called me. He says, we're going to talk about this all tomorrow and figure out how this happened. And I'm not happy. And I left the, <laughs> I left the office sure I was going to get fired because I'd screwed up. And we all sat down and there was probably a team of eight of us, everybody who touched the piece. And and he said, how did this happen? And I had I had to screw up the courage and I thought about it all night. I was just sick to my stomach of saying, I screwed it up. I made a mistake. And the minute I said that, he deflated and he said, we all made mistakes. Everybody made a mistake that touched this piece because it should never be one person's problem in this kind of instance. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like ridiculously relieved. And I thought I was going to get fired, plain and simple. And um, it was a fantastic example for me in how to, as a leader, solve for honesty and invite that admission that I needed to make. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But, But also think about what he made possible for you for future conversations. For sure. Yeah, because I admitted to being wrong and that I I was very brave. And then, of course, everyone else, you know, well, my boss should have checked it and that person should have checked it, blah, blah, blah. But um, it was a good example and very young in my career of why courageous conversations are better to have than to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a really great conversation because this episode is not about social justice, that's not what we're talking about. But so much of c- courageous conversations, so many can be had to s- get us closer to understanding and being clear. Because when we have conversations with people that we know are, are hard conversations, you have to do it by putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. And you're maybe having these conversations with people who don't share your goals or your values or your lived experiences. And so being willing to be open and take a different point of view or not, right? But to be able to be, have the space to allow the person who you have to have the hard conversation with share first and create it so that it's safe for that person, um, I think makes it very clear that you're where your intentions are for the conversation. That makes a lot of sense. The oh, it makes me think of so many things. And the first is I want I want to specifically call out a dear friend and a client, uh, Michelle, who always says clear is kind. And I'm telling you, I want to tattoo that on my arm because that's a Brene Brownism. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just she just reminds reminds us of it often, and we get into these places where we are not clear, whether it be fear of repercussion or we're in a political space or the culture in an organization calls for some read between the lines isms or Mm -hmm. habits. And I, I do terribly. I I'm very bad at reading between the lines sometimes and I'm um, very upfront and blunt sometimes, but you know, when you're having to have difficult conversations, when it might, when it, there's a potential that someone could be upset or it could be construed as hurtful. 
the clearer you can be, the faster you can move past whatever's happening, mm-hmm. right? And well, and then so the flip side of that then is being unclear is unkind because you're leaving room for interpretation. We make up, we fill in the gaps. Our brains right. do that because we're animals, and it's usually worse that what right. we make up is it's always worse. worse. Yeah, sure. And so, what I like about what you said is that if you're clear about your needs, because whatever the situation is that you're going to have a conversation about, the variables aren't changing. Mm-hmm. You can put the conversation off and the variables aren't changing. You could try to be roundabout and the variables are not changing. So the more upfront and clear you can be, the more can the faster you can get to a good resolution. However, like you mentioned, you don't have to be hurtful. You don't mm-hmm. have to be unkind. And you talked about leading with curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually have a post-it note on my monitor that says, um, be guided by curiosity versus conviction. And um, I do that to remind myself that when I get, when I get a hair, <laughs> you know, when I'm triggered by something, I try to get curious before I react um, because I have strong convictions about things, but it doesn't make it those things are right for me. It doesn't mean that they apply to others. It's true. And then the cool thing about that, you'll probably learn something and you might even soften a conviction or add to your collection of knowledge some way. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the other thing is, is when you were talking about being clear, I have been told so many times in my life, you know, you're just really direct and it's delivered in a negative way. Um, but I really like my directness. <laughs> That's who I am. Mm-hmm. But I try really hard because when I'm direct, nobody has to guess. But I try, and not always with success, I try to be direct, but not sharp. <laughs> you, you know, you can't put too sharp of a point on things um, because tone matters. Um, I can be I can be very sharp when I'm upset. My family probably <laughs> has been on the receiving end of that more than others, but um, you know, direct but not hurtful, and um, staying focused on the facts. That's true. And um, using and this is this is a no brainer, but use me language. Yeah. Right now, you know that this is a fine line, particularly for for some folks. I think and I believe can be diminishing in certain situations, mm-hmm. but in other situa- situations, it um, focusing on yourself and your feelings or the ramifications that happen to you feels much kinder and is more illustrative than focusing on you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you are late. Well, I feel better when we're all here and more productive. There, there are ways to be kind, clear, concise, and have that conversation in a way that doesn't place blame. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's becoming, it feels like in our culture, it's become harder and harder to do because there is so much out there of so much conviction, so much conviction. And it, um, so it, it's an easy trap to fall into, I suppose. Yeah. I I was having a conversation with a friend the other day 
and um, that person is going through a lot with their child. And I said something and it didn't come out of my mouth correctly. And because I've invited it, that person then said, hey, can I have a hard conversation with you? And I really appreciate that that was the way that it got approached because that permission was there to say, yeah. And so when you, when somebody, when you're able to give permission, that means I'm open to this, I'm going to listen and I'm going to hear you out. And I think that's really important. And such a good piece of advice. My goodness. And I, and I have um, always said to my parent friends, um, you absolutely have my permission at any time to approach me and tell me if my, if my kid's not been appropriate. Or, and you know, some of them I just say, you can parent my kid whenever you want. But I mean, <laughs> but other folks that I don't know as well, like I'm inviting them to have a hard conversation with me if they need to, because gosh, that's my job to raise good humans, right? Yeah, theoretically. I mean, I think, I think we want that to be everyone's job. Yeah, yeah. But I want people to feel like they have permission to not feel like, well, I could never approach her about that. Yeah. And that's so important when you take that parenting lens, as we often do, and um, focus it on the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. There are there are piles of, of courageous conversations and difficult points that people have to make in a workplace. Mm -hmm. And cultivating a place where those can be had efficiently and kindly and we can all move along makes for such an easier work day. When you take ambiguity out of it and allow for factual observations or needs to be addressed, we're so much more efficient. It's just yeah. you can be kind, you can be efficient, you can get it all done by just having the courageous conversation and doing it in a, in a kind and productive way. You know, it, it, it's a great point. And you were, you were saying earlier when you don't have the conversation, the facts of the matter don't change. On one hand, that's true. But on the other hand, when you avoid those conversations, that thing that annoyed you, it sure. does seem to grow. Um, and because contempt or uh, frustration or fill in the blank, however you describe it, that, that can fester and grow. And so, um, just clearing it and saying like, Hey, that thing you said the other day doesn't work for me or, you know, whatever that hard conversation is. Well, and think about it on both ends of the equation, right? So you're annoyed, something has offended you and you don't say anything and you don't say anything. And then it builds up, it builds up by the time you address it, it, it could explode or come down heavier than it needs to. And then the person on the receiving end, we've all been on the receiving end and it's like, well, why didn't you tell me? I would have easily changed that behavior. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if you let something fester, you're not giving the other person the benefit of the doubt. You're not giving them any insight into something that could be really easy to, to navigate at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But when you let it become a roadblock forever, it, it's, it turns awkward and weird. Well, and it can also become self-fulfilling. Um, Zingerman's has this really great principle that's called the belief cycle. And if you have a belief, for example, the example in one of Ari's books is if you have a belief that um, the, the, prep sh the prep cook is lazy, doesn't work fast enough, so you're not going to give that person a raise. Well, then that person doesn't want to work harder because they don't because their belief is that they don't get 
paid enough. Yeah. And then you have evidence that what you believe is true because you're seeing them work slow and then they continue to, so there's this belief circle that, um, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you have positive beliefs and positive intents with people, um, those two can come true. Less about courageous conversations, but interesting about how our perceptions can certainly become reality. Yeah, it is interesting. And and what it makes me think of when we, we say less about courageous conversations is, so let me question we are saying courageous conversations are ones that are difficult or there's something that, that, that is inherently negative or awkward. Um, but is that true? Are there courageous conversations that could be very productive and positive? Oh, you, for sure. You know, you, you'd made the example of if you want to break up with somebody, but what if you want to express your love to someone? What if you want to ask for something that you've not asked for before? So there, there are, there are courageous conversations that could be quite positive too, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, and listeners know that one of my favorite words is curiosity, but courage is right up there too. And what I love is that the root word of courage in the prefix comes from the French word for heart. C-O-U-E-R is heart in French. And so I think um, courage really is like strength of heart. And so, yeah, it absolutely has positive intent. All right. So here's our task. You, me, everyone, think of that conversation you should be having, the one you've put off, the one you, do, you don't know how you're going to approach it, and, and do it. Mm. Be kind. Don't be hurtful. Be direct. Minimize blame. Um, proceed, as Karen says, with curiosity. And have that conversation and see how you feel afterward. I'm inspired. Let's do it. I'm, we all have one because, you know, here we are dispensing advice um, over your airwaves or earbuds or speakers or something <laughs> science -y. I know just the one I'm going to have. <laughs> but, but, you know, we have them. We have these conversations to be had as well. So maybe we're reminding ourselves sometimes as well. Yep, Absolutely. Mm, okay, so the the tingling in my lips has kind of worn off from this crazy drink. Um, oh, the Szechuan button and the cool drink that goes with it. I love it. Well, this is kind of a twofer because I've never put verbena in a cocktail before, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Because that just grows in my garden. I love it. So Karen, what are we talking about next time? Our next episode is a real treat. Misty Bellis has spent the last 20 years teaching yoga and sharing it with others. She has a warm and peaceful energy that's easily felt when spending time with her, for sure. She opened her studio, People's Yoga, right before the pandemic shut everything down, but she smartly pivoted and grew in the face of uncertainty. It's a really cool story. So join us next time as we talk yoga, entrepreneurship, motherhood, and more with Misty.
Hey, friends, thanks for listening.
nice dad. That's right. Okay. Here we are. Yes. These are our opens and our closes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we should do this twice. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here I'll start with the backward one. The Speakeasy Podcast. Real talk about leadership and the san Mm-mm, nope. The Speakeasy Podcast. Real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Jen Estel. And I'm Karen Steffel. Managing creativity in business? We probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. Let's do it one more time in that same order. Okay. The Speakeasy Podcast. Real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Jen Estel. And I'm Karen Steffel. Managing creativity in business? We probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. And a it. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly. Sounded pretty good. Yeah, let's do it a second time. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Reach out Clearly, to us on social media cocktails. at Easy Underground. Or head over to our website. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> that was so not real. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, listeners. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. We'll see you next time. See you next time. See you next time. Talk to you next time. We'll talk to we you next time. We will not see anybody. Okay. I'll do I'll do the run and you sure. do the run. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. Ooh, that okay. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Easy Underground, or on our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Easy Underground, or on... what? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Easy Underground, or on our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. Hey, listeners, thanks for your time. Hey, listeners, thanks for listening. Nope. Hey. All right. Uh, let's hey. do number one. All right. mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's do number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't we do anything that's got more than one sentence? Split why don't them. We split them. Okay. And each read them individually. Great. So I'll do the first one individually, and then we'll you do it, and then we'll split. Great. I just sounded such a Girl Scout, like a cheerleader. <laughs> Share it with a friend. Beep, beep. <laughs> it was, it, you sounded like you when you said please. How Did funny. I? Yeah. Well, I must be a nice guy. <laughs> if you liked it, please share it with a friend. Want to con... All right. Want to contribute to our conversation? Reach out to us on social media at Easy Gundergr- mm, bu- bu- bu-
okay, I'm going to make you do it again. Okay. Want to contribute Reach out to us on social media at Easy Underground or head over to our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. He can split that with both of our reads if he wants to yes, split them. Yes, he can. He can split that with both of our reads if he wants to yes, split them. Yes, he can. In my head, I read that as leave us a review on Twitter, and I and then you said the proper thing, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, no, my head is wrong. Reading. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review over on iTunes. If you liked this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. No, mm. I like to Apple Podcasts. It is Apple Podcasts. Yep. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you liked this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. You can find our show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Nope. You can find our show. Find us. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our honest conversations. Find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make sure to subscribe or you won't miss any of our honest conversations. Sorry. <laughs> Cocktails. Uh, uh, go ahead. Do that again because I sort of jumped off the end of it. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. As always, you can head over to our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. Industries are constantly evolving. Thank you for sharing a drink with us. As always, you can head over to our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com, to find drinks. Nope. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Easy Underground. Ta-da! We did it. Woo woo! Thanks, friends. I'm stopping the recording now. See you next time. See you next time. Talk to you next time. We'll talk to we you next time. We will not see anybody. Okay. I'll do I'll do the run and then you sure. do the run. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. Talk to you next time. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. Talk to you next time. Ooh, that. Okay. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. Talk to you next time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Easy Underground or on what? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Easy Underground or on our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. Hey, listeners, thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, listeners, thanks for listening. Nope. Reach out to us on social media at Easy Underground or head over to our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com.